0: I want this story to keep going cuz I think it's it's Right, you can't
1: spare funny. him yet.
0: Yeah. More details will come out. She's going to like it's going to come out that she's like killed dalmatians to make a new yes. uh, coat or something. <laughs> a new mini skirt. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome to the 200th episode. Of the Bituation Room Podcast. I decided mid-scream to not scream in everyone's ears because I'm super excited that we made it. And now we can all die. Welcome. It's very, very good to have you here. Thank you so much for pressing play. Thank you for deciding. No, you won't be alone on your walk. You're going to be with me, me and my guests. Uh, Aaron Ryan of Hysteria Podcast is here, as well as Jason Selvig with The Good Liars, um, which is uh, just an... An awesome like uh, c- comedic news duo. Do I sound like my mom? Um, he'll tell me exactly uh, what what exactly The Good Liars is but uh, it's been a long time coming so really happy to have him here and really happy to have Aaron Ryan back on the show uh, after a-, a long time and for the 200th episode. So um, if you're here You know what to do right now. You're giving this podcast five stars. Okay. You didn't, you think we got to 200 because you sat on your fat thumb and you didn't give this podcast five stars? No. It's because of people like you who got up, got their thumbs out of their bums, and pressed five. I mean, I guess you wouldn't really do it with your thumb, but you know what I'm saying. You gave this podcast five stars and you wrote something nice about it because, as you all know, this is an independent venture. No money exchanges hands except for the ones that you give to me. Is that you're my owner donors is what I'm trying to say because this is a Patreon-supported show, patreon.com slash room. If you really want to celebrate the 200th episode uh, and say, Franny, I see how generally frazzled you are lately. And uh, I'm just going to kick you five bucks a month and say, I got you, girl. (laughs) That would mean a lot, Um, you know, uh, because it has been nothing but a labor of love. And I'm just so thrilled that we made it to episode 200. It does feel momentous. Um, it's been a slow burn, but a slow growing show, both on YouTube and on Twitch. And then of course, as a show, uh, as a podcast, of course, uh, as well as a live show when we used to do live shows and, uh, you know, stay tuned for when we'll do another. Um, but patreon.com guys slash bituation room, you know what it is. We talk about, we God, last week. So we do a bonus bitch every Friday, last Friday, um, we talked at length and by we, I mean me. We spoke about, you know, this new uh, charting a new path in Latin America and how actually heartening it is and hopeful it is. And so, uh, what does it mean, not just for progressives in this country, but progressives in Latin America and South America, that we're finally coming together and having these conversations um, on equal footing um, as um, leaders in like sovereign nations not just as like our back door or our kid sister or our whatever and how fucking uh, revolutionary actually that could be so talked all about aoc traveling there with other latino uh, squad members um And yeah, so I hope you get at that. I hope you listen. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, if you already listened, patreon.com slash situation room, you know what it is. You get all the merch, all the merch. You get 20% off merch. You get access to the American prospect online. You get access to a deep discount of the American prospect in your hot little hands, all of the reasons to become a patron. But we're going to be talking this day today about, um, you know, some positive movement on the strike front. Yes, strikes work, uh, so everyone else can shut the hell up. Um, We're also going to be talking about uh, a Trump aide just uh, blowing the whistle, of course, in a new book because it can't not be a book, but Cassidy Hutchinson has some tales to tell about just how disgusting the Trump administration really was. And then finally... um, a Nebraska mother gets sentenced to two years in prison for helping her daughter uh, have an abortion. So that's fun. Ah, Tales from Christian nationalism. Um, And then we're going to end the show with a fun little segment we call Spare That One, which is a line from the um, song Pirate Jenny. Pirate Jenny is this awesome song sung by Nina Simone. Initially, I believe it was a Swedish song. It's basically about this like this like slave girl working on a pirate ship, or working on a ship, and she gets treated horribly. And then she rises up. I we're unclear how in the song, but she rises up and like overthrows all of her masters on this ship. And then she's like the head of this pirate ship, and she like kills all of the people who used to. Um, be her enslavers it's a pretty tight song the point is is our segment is called spare that one because there's a point in the song i'm getting chills thinking about it where she goes spare that one and there's like someone she's gonna save from whatever the firing squad the gallows the guillotine so this week non-violently of course it's a guillotine made of gummies it's a gummy teen um who are we gonna spare Bob Menendez, Kevin McCarthy, it's all M's, and man who's, oh, and Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch, McCarthy, Menendez. Who do you spare? I want to know. So we're going to end the show with that. And then finally, the final, final, final thing we're going to do is... Is we're gonna talk. We're gonna hear from you guys. You guys sent in lovely messages uh, for the 200th birthday of this very old show, uh, and I'm gonna listen to them. So we'll all listen to them together if uh, tech abides, and that'll be that. And then we'll fuck off into the night, as I always say. Uh, but with that, why don't we um, get it started uh, by talking about what we are bitching about? This is what are you bitching about for the 200th? Time. <laughs> I see people in the chat already like, nope, none of them. Sparing none. All of them must go. <laughs> um, but uh, no, you have to. Look, one of them can be sort of like your little, like the, the worm, right? With The worm? The sparrow? What was the one from uh, the dude from Game of Thrones? Whatever. The one who's like your inside boy, you know? Um, but we'll talk about that later. So, okay, there's something I have not wanted to talk about. This is I don't know why I'm bringing down the energy already, um but other than the fact that Elon Musk should absolutely choke on a fucking scone from Tartine, which yes, I've seen him there. Uh and just like no one help him. Like that like I wish that that demise upon this man and why why would I wish something so cruel Do you know can you imagine everyone at the tartine eating they're like bread pudding and then he's choking and everyone's like
2: mm,
1: no like they, nobody helps him and then he dies I mean demises I mean you know falls uh, you know he trips he kills himself himself I was reading um This is at the end of last week, and it's kind of one of those articles where you're like, nope, sad, deleted from memory. But basically, there's new revelations about the monkeys used, the chimps used in his Neuralink uh, experimentations. Again, this was putting a a computer chip in the head of animals. Um, This is not brain surgery. This is not life-saving stuff. This is using live animals our our next of kin when it comes to intelligence using them as literal lab monkeys to, because of your fucking pet project to turn us all into cyborgs even though you're concerned about the singularity or whatever the fuck you're concerned about or AI because you haven't gotten a leg up on it yet there's new revelations as to how those monkeys died how painful it was for them how they were Holding each other's hands because they were in pain. He can choke on a million scones. Guys, this is what I have to say. I'm getting sad already, and I don't know why, but it's been on my mind ever since Paige, my producer, sent this to me. I couldn't, I read a little bit of it, and then it was like a horror movie. You know, I had to look a little bit more and then stop reading and then read it again. So I'm, that is, I'm fucking like, I'm bitching about that. I'm bit, like no one deserves to live after that. I understand that monkeys have been, you know, we have been uh uh obviously experimenting on them and we've been testing on them. I you it could potentially go for all of that. At least a lot of that has like you know, I don't know. I do imagine there's like some guinea pigs with really cute perms based on um some of the testing that we've done with like hair products. They were flyer for it, but <laughs> putting a fucking computer chip in a chimp's brain because you want to turn uh, open a new tab with the blink by blinking an eye you can go fuck yourself fuck Elon Musk fuck that Nazi fuck that Nazi y'all he's a fucking Nazi and you know who the other person who's a fucking Nazi and I'm so goddamn sick of anyone talking about putting Donald Trump and Goddamn Joe Biden anywhere near similar footing. Do not come near me with they're the same thing. You were irrelevant in 2016 with the Hillary shit. You're even more irrelevant in 2020. And you're so irrelevant now. And I'm a proud like leftist. Let's overhaul it all. Anti-capital. Let's go, bitch. Socialism now. However, you're ludicrous if you're putting them on the same level because Donald Trump, guess what? He was on a... um, he was on a campaign stop to South Carolina and he stopped by what is called the Palmetto state armory. And the reason that it matters, he's like checking out a gun there. He's looking at a handgun. He's saying, maybe I should buy it. Like he was very, you know, he's doing this as this whole thing is that the Palmetto state armory was the place where one of the guns from the Jacksonville shooter, uh, that the Jacksonville shooter had one of the guns came from there. Jacksonville shooter shot up. I know it's hard to remember, Uh, the dollar general targeting specifically black Americans wanted to remember to go to HBCU, but couldn't get in and was like, let's go to the dollar general dollar general has like literally nobody working, no security. That was fine. The Palmetto state armory has openly embraced far right ideology in 2020 began marketing its products using imagery and language associated with the boogaloo slang for racist violence and even a call for a full on race war. It has come to mean war to topple the government. Look, you guys, 2024, yeah, man, it sucks, but it's what we've got, all right? We need to steer this ship away from fascism and yo, uh, what do you need? Ivanka said that he used to, that Trump used to read Mein Kampf. He had it on his on his nightstand. Like now, look, is she making that up? I don't know. Let's dig up fucking hole 9 and ask her. I couldn't think of how you talk about golf holes. Anyway, He's a Nazi. Elon's a Nazi. I'm bitching about Nazis. There we go. And with that, someone who's probably not a Nazi, although you don't know anymore. No, I'm kidding. He's definitely not. <laughs> um, let me get. Do we have his proper bio so I can do this right? Like I know what I'm doing after 200 times. He's a comedian, a writer, a performer, best known for his work with Davram Stief, Stifler. Stifler? God damn it. As the political comedy duo, The Good Liars. Uh, that's why. He's welcome. <laughs> He's welcome. I was like, oh, that's your partner.
0: What a great segue. Thank you. He might not be a Nazi. I don't know. Thank you. That's gonna be the quote that's pulled here from, from this. I think this you podcast. should put that Thank on you. your
1: like website, you know, like probably not a Nazi. Probably
0: not a Nazi. Thank you. And now I'm looking <laughs> at myself. I'm like seeing I'm like, what is up with my haircut? Dude, I am I am just so white. I'm is happening now? No, now I like I'm your haircut. Your that.
1: haircut is like uh um like, you've been de-radicalized. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're like, letting it grow out. <laughs>
0: Stop going. Stop going with this. We pumped the brakes on this Nazi you, thing. No, That's no, either. no. You're,
1: right. Okay. Jason, hi. Welcome hey. to the show.
0: Hey, nice to see you. Thanks for having
1: me. <laughs> really I, to have I, you, I think, you on. I think. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, here's, here's the thing. I admire you. Uh, you're in Davram's work so much because I think, number one, it, you have to – you have to uh, – come face to face with some really awful people uh, as you interview a lot of MAGA folks and you really don't do gotcha questions, but you just, or you do do gotcha questions and you get sort of like kind of the saddest and maybe most racist folks. But on top of that, it's dangerous. And like, as someone who used to do field pieces, I'm in awe of the way you guys go out there. And I also feel like unless women or people of color are caping as like a conservative outlet. It's really hard for anyone but like white guys to interview what is arguably like a neo-white supremacist movement. But tell me about The Good Liars. Like, how did you guys come about and why did you just keep on going back into the lion's den?
0: Yeah, well, we, uh, Devram and I actually got together in... 2011 to, Vron, to no don't worry about it. I, no one has ever said his name correctly the first try. Okay. That would have been I need,
1: I think. need an accent. Like if there was an A and accent they're... I would have crushed okay, that.
0: We... Okay. Oh, um, don't 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 feel bad about it. We uh, won't
1: he he didn't <laughs> listen. We we
0: we got we got together in uh 2011. We were both in the sketch comedy scene in New York. And like there was like a political kind of like tilt to all that stuff, but we um did a we thought we were doing a sketch basically at Occupy Wall Street. Where we acted like, dressed up like investment bankers in thrift store suits, and like, did a video that was like saying the quiet part loud of investment bankers being like, mm-hmm. guys, like, if the, this protest continues, we're gonna like have to stop doing cocaine and lose our mm-hmm. fourth home and all this stuff. And, but people thought it was real. Like, we put out a video, like, it was clearly a sketch to us. But investment bankers thought it was real and then ended up joining our protests and and protesting <laughs> with us as we what? made fun of them to their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was that, that point, I've heard
1: billionaires for Bush when I was in New York around the time I wasn't there for Occupy, but there was always like the billionaires for Bush group. And they weren't clearly as good at, as you guys were at convincing actual investment bankers that these were real protesters. That is Wild, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: No, no, no. It was, it, and it was basically like we we did that, and you know the media thought it was real too. Um, sure. Which was like created some some fake news at the time that we've kind of steered ourselves away from in the like the world of Trump now. But it was there that we realized that we've got we kind of have something. The two of us doing this together, and since then, you know, we've done movies where we've you know pranked the presidential candidates and and things like that. And the last couple of years, we've been going to all these different events, you know, Trump rallies, the NRA convention. Uh, We've been there twice now, March for life. So fun. Like all of the most terrible places you could ever imagine. When we see that those things pop up, we're like, Oh great. Well, we got to book our tickets and get there. That's going to, that's going to be fun. Um, Have you
1: been clocked yet? Like, are you well known enough that people are like, I recognize you, or do you just like change your hat and they're like, Hey, he's got blue eyes. He's with us.
0: Well, no, I always wear the same thing every single time I do it. Devon's changed his outfit a couple of times. I literally wear the exact same shirt and pants every time we we go out. Uh, And people do recognize us. And like, for a while, we thought it was kind of cool because like a Trump supporter would come up and be like, I've seen your videos. Like, can I get a picture with you? And we're like, what? And then we, for a little bit, we were, we were talking about this and we were like, this is kind of a cool thing. Like, you know, like. There's some comedy with our stuff. Maybe it's like a unifying thing with the country and all that stuff. yeah, and then we explained it to to somebody um we were telling them the story, and they were like, "No, no, no, that's exactly This is exactly why they liked Trump. They like saw you on their phone or whatever or on their computer. And they think it's like some sort of like you know zealous celebrity. They just wanted to be like close to that. And that was the totally. same thing with Trump. It's this celebrity thing where they're like, "Oh, it's cool. He was on TV, and now he's here at this rally, like signing my shirt or whatever." So we, we used to be like, that was like a thing we took away that was like a a little moment of joy. That now we're like, we just get sad when people <laughs> ask to take our their because they're just
1: kind of like they're just thirsty and like. Chasing cloud, they're like, I got a picture with right. with him, and
0: yeah. Like, so it's it's not a happy thing. It's not a happy <laughs> thing, but it, but we do, you know, like, like th- you're, it's been...
1: basically like you could be Doug the pug, and they'd be like, yeah, Doug the pug, fuck yeah. Oh, it's
0: angry cat or whatever. Girl yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I don't know who's the relevant. As...
1: There's probably a llama who's like all yeah. the rage right now. Um,
0: uh, but yeah, that's that's the the that's backstory. Yeah.
1: Well, well, um. It's a lot, again, it's a lot to do and it's a loss of stomach and I'm glad you're like still, do you guys have security? I forgot.
0: I feel like I, I should answer these does. questions in case somebody else is, uh, <laughs> we don't have the, we don't have the infrastructure that Jordan Klepper has. Um, sure. I, I will say that much, but yeah, there have been like, you know, we were there on January 6th and that was, that got like, people saw that I had a microphone and they were like fake news and they like wanted to beat us up. Like it was, it was not right. there's been some really bad situations that we've found ourselves in.
1: And then you were like, no, no, keep going. Keep going to the Capitol. Go, go, keep going. They're all all going through there.
0: (laughs) It was actually like a a flashbang saved us. It was after they stormed the Capitol. We witnessed them storm behind the Capitol. And it was like the eeriest scene of the world. They stormed the Capitol. And then to our left was like this Christian revivalist group that had set up like a, a little stage. And this woman was like, the, in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is covering this building while people are like beating the shit out of cops. Oh, my and God. It was terrifying. But anyway, so these these people that called us fake news, they, they, you know, kind of came up to us and formed a semicircle around us after all this had happened while the Capitol was being stormed and broken into. And one of the flashbangs went off from the Capitol police and it sounded like a bomb going off, basically. Mm-hmm. And everybody mm-hmm. turned around to look at it. And that's when Devram and I like looked at each other and we're like, "All right, that's our cue. We're getting that's out our of here." Yeah, and 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 got out of there. So I, I guess like thanks, Capitol Police. You know, you you maybe yeah. saved two lives that day. I don't know. I don't know.
1: God damn, that's yeah. crazy. Okay, other than all of that, Jason, what are you bitching about today?
0: Um, I'm bitching about this is kind of sad to say. I'm bitching about my birthday, which is oh, November fifth. Not 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 the fact that I'm. Turning a age, but, that's a terrible birthday. Well, I'll tell you why it's a terrible birthday right. this year on November 5th. It is what the worst day of the year, in my opinion, which mm. is when daylight savings time ends. Oh no. So the days get shorter and the days are already getting shorter. And then we're like, Oh no, we need to t- t- take an hour off that. We need to make it get dark at 3 30 PM or yep. whatever. Like, yep, yep, it's, yep. It's, I hate it. I hate it so much. It, it literally, it never, doesn't make sense to me what happens every year. Um, and also November 5th, if you look ahead in, a, in the calendar year, that is election day in 2024, November 5th. So now my yeah, birthday, is. it maybe it'll be a good day. I, I don't know. But I-, I I think as do you fear fascism (laughs) and I worry about what's going to happen in the next. We
1: may not know on November 5th, if it's any consolation that we can just, you know, it'll probably be weeks and weeks and weeks. So also remember, remember the 5th of November, right? Was it 5th or 3rd? It was was 5th.
0: It was 5th. I I was like, you know when you hear that in a movie you're like oh it's my birthday i still get that when people like say jason in a movie i'm like oh jay that's my name wow my cool. birthday is
1: the day before 9 11 which i used to say oh it's the day before destruction and mayhem and they'd be like 9 10 uh and uh but now it's like there's so many other days before be destruction like, and mayhem like, 5th? yeah, yeah j5 yeah um but yeah that's a good reason to bitch about that yeah no daylight saving times look as someone with a little baby i actually like it because i'm like oh yeah, yeah go night night it's night night time Um, nothing, nothing's happening, but, uh, I can, uh, it's going to be a whole thing. But is that
0: going to change it? I'm sorry. Uh, not to be playing devil's advocate here, or I guess myself advocate here, but the, the, it's not going to change anything between getting, going to sleep at, they're not going to go to sleep at four when it gets dark. They're going to go to sleep. No, exactly. They're going to sleep at the same,
1: the same time. Right. But it, it does futz with their like schedule. Like it was hard when we like sprang, we whatever fell back um spring oh, right, right. which whenever you gain um
0: spring that, forward yes, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah it was whatever it's dumb it's dumb and we should just standardize it it's the <laughs> I, one thing arizona has the only thing
0: i didn't um, even know they did that they don't yeah, have don't any think, water they don't have water but no, they, do no. have, they yeah. don't yeah. they don't
1: do daily savings they're like no oh. that's fine we, we boycott So I'm like, why can't we all do that? It's also a bipartisan thing. Everyone in Congress is in agreement about this. Um, It's a good thing to bitch about, though. Happy early birthday, I guess. Um, And (laughs) joining us, bringing her in. Yes, we know, Paige. We're going. We're going. We're getting there. All right? Sorry, Paige. Sorry, Um, Someone's going out tonight. She's a writer, political opinion columnist, and podcaster. She's the host of Hysteria on the Crooked Media Podcast Network and contributor to the Daily Beast. Please welcome Erin Ryan.
3: Hello. Congrats on 200 shows, Francesca. That's a lot of shows.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You've done as many or if many more shows than that. Does we're it...
3: at, we're at like 260 now and just, you Ooh. know, as an old, wizened sage, I'm going to say it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get better. doesn't get more fun. It's all downhill.
1: <laughs> See, that's what I was saying. I was like, now we can die. Yeah. Like, I I set it up top. Amazing. Um, no, look, I always have, I have, like, you know, you know, different size boob bra companies to look forward to sponsoring this show. I said that backwards, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. something I hope will, have we done that yet where they're like, ah, this one's a C cup, this one's a B <laughs> <laughs> I Are there bras
3: for that? I feel like you might have just invented that. I think I that's, a, that's a new thing. And uh Jason, I just gotta jump in. I've got an almost two-year-old. Uh, and and I gotta say, when we uh when it gets dark earlier, it is great for bedtime. It is great okay. for bedtime. They right. think it's later earlier. Yeah. And her birthday is November sixth. So yes. okay.
2: almost birthday,
3: twins. Yeah, her first the first presidential election that she's gonna be able to vote in is gonna be her 19th birthday which oh, is wow. better that's hope it's a good crazy. one
1: yeah yeah let's hope it's a good one that, yeah. that is no but yes that's what i remember i can't i couldn't remember but yeah i was like yeah it's way better because you're like oh look it's dark out time because you can't put them down when it's like
3: light outside yes when we um, get when we're lighter an hour later that is like a terrible week for parents especially if yes little. it's just it's it's just pure chaos
1: yes yes yes
0: well i'm um, seeing the other side of the coin guys i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah how this. dare you now i feel oh no live. To take it back my bitch Okay.
3: enjoy your freedom go yeah. run oh my god
1: run. watch
3: movies stay out late do whatever you want it's
0: do great.
1: all the drugs
3: do everything <laughs> have fun let me live vicariously through your freedom seriously I, uh i have no, a boss if... that doesn't speak english and she yells at me all the time uh
1: <laughs> J- jason spends his uh his you childless right jason or you have a kid
0: well i don't like to talk about my family on this stuff because of a, a little. Problem we've had. uh, Oh, don't then. Okay, all right, all right. I won't get into it right now. A little
1: problem we've had by fucking people being awful. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. It's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, but But... anyway, whether you have a child or not, I like the idea that you still spend your free time going to hang out with people who do want to kill you and like find out if you have a family. Like, like, that's, that's dedication to the movement. You know what I mean? That's dedication to the comedy movement, to the political movement. That's just dedication.
0: Yeah, my parents would love to hear that. Yeah, they're uh, going to be like, that's great. That's great. You've got this dedication. Well, now they know you you've got finish.
3: parents, Jason. You're fucked.
0: Yeah, uh, wow. wow. <laughs>
3: um,
0: I'm giving away too much right now. You said <laughs> way too much.
1: Uh, Aaron. what are you bitching about today?
3: You know, this is kind of a jujitsu bitch because it's like something that, would be very irritating, but the response to it has been like very funny. Okay, so okay, Taylor, I'm not I'm not a huge Swiftie. <laughs> I think Taylor Swift is fine. Like she's sure. fine. I like a lot of her music. I don't I don't like her $700 ticket to a to a concert. Like her, if, like yeah. Her. That that's she's a fine. that's a
1: very cheap Tay Swift.
3: Yes, yeah. Ticket, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't like her getting in an airplane for her. I I I like. She's fine. She's fine. Um, but she just started dating or it allegedly is dating the Kansas city chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. Right. Right. And there is something going around on social media that is truly beautiful. And that is women telling men that the only reason people know who Travis Kelsey is, is because Taylor Swift is dating him. And Travis Kelsey.
1: <laughs> women I, telling men this. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. Like faking the men out and the men are just completely (laughs) losing their minds like are you kidding me but what's really funny about it to me is okay so I I grew up watching sports my dad was like a big sports fan I grew up watching football I went to a jock school went to every Mm -hmm. football game I like football I watch football um it is so funny how stupid men will believe that you are if you're a woman telling them that you don't know anything about football like Travis Kelsey two-time Super Bowl winner eight-time Pro Bowler he holds the record for the most yards ever for a tight end in a single NFL season ever he's one of the greatest tight ends of all time he was in like the all-decade team I know all this stuff about Travis Kelsey but it's been so fun to pretend that I know nothing and see men respond like be like, yes, you, know, like oh, yeah, you just Taylor- know
1: about him because Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor like, put him what? on the
3: map. He's on my
2: fantasy <laughs> but the. the, the
3: well, Travis Kelsey's on your fantasy team, you drafted well. But it's it's really funny because, like, you know, Taylor didn't put him on the map, but it is undoubtedly true that Taylor Swift is more famous than Travis Kelsey. I would say that almost every Travis Kelsey fan knew about Taylor Swift, and the reverse isn't not isn't necessarily mm. true. Um, but but like watching men absolutely lose their marbles over the concept that a, something that women are into is bigger than something that men are into is is like very funny to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm like (laughs) bitching bitching about this kind of like self-centered, uh, view that a lot of men have about their interests and hobbies, but I feel like a lot of women are committing to this bit, you know, they're all over TikTok. It is so funny. Um, I love. Are they like
1: asking their partners on on TikTok? Like they're saying, like...
3: They're saying like you know I think it's really <laughs> cool that Taylor Swift is going out with Travis Kelsey. Like she's really putting him on the map. She's helping him get <laughs> get like all this attention. And the funny thing is, Travis Kelsey jersey sales since uh, Sunday are up like five hundred percent. I saw that, so, I saw, which is very really weird. It's like if I started dating
1: someone and then all of the people who knew me, all my girlfriends started buying shirts with his name on it that weird me
3: out yeah weirded i me mean out. there is a school of thought that taylor swift is QAnon for millennial white women and i think she <laughs> she kind of she kind of is uh oh, the way yeah. that, that people kind of interpret everything she does is like a clue it's a clue and we have to solve it and we're larping being her friends or whatever which is fine you know as long as you're not actually into real QAnon.
2: Harmless. That's
1: no, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Harmless oh, I think, theory. I think. Okay, we can talk about Taylor Swift another time. But I feel like it is only, um, like, uh, I, I do feel like it's like COVID. Like you're gonna get it. You're going to become a Swifty. It is only a matter of time, um, and you'll like it. Actually, unlike COVID, you know. Um
3: yeah, I still haven't gotten <laughs> COVID, by the way,
1: <laughs> which is wild because we were hanging out, and I can't believe I haven't given it to you. I know, also, I know. Try harder, go, Francesca. Yeah,
0: you really should. You should get it. It's cool. I've had it three times. I mean, we didn't do that
1: much tongue when we were. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Um, No kissing on the mouth when we hang out with Franny. Um, Let's get into it, guys. Let's go. There's other things to talk about other than Taylor Swift. Um, That being said, I know nothing about football, so I have nothing to contribute to that conversation. And I'm like, tight end. He's got a tight end. That's all I got. Um, Mm -hmm. So (laughs) with that, we've got three main stories. Let's go. This is the week where. So this was the week where um, executives in Hollywood realized, no, they can't run shit without writers. They just they
2: really tried. They
1: really thought they could for a second. But no, they can't. In fact, after one hundred and forty six days, the AMPTP and the WGA have come together for a tentative agreement. Uh, Details are TBD, but it's looking good. WGA held out for a long time and uh, well, Aaron, I know you're a member, so I wanna get your thoughts on this, but here was that letter that you and many uh, writers Or no, this is not the letter, but what they did say was that it was a very good deal. Um, The Guild was able to secure concessions on most of their demands from the studios, including increases in royalty payments for streaming content and guarantees that AI will not encroach on writers' credits and compensation. After 146 days on strike, the deal was reached after five consecutive days of negotiations. Um, The use of AI was one of the main drivers for the writers to call for a strike, was the last sticking point. Over the weekend, the studios proposed a few paragraphs to be inserted into the new contract that addressed a guild concern about AI and old scripts that studios own. The two sides spent several hours negotiating the language on the final talks that night. Writers may resume work relatively quickly if union leadership approves a deal. They're also going to vote whether to end the strike. Um, That would allow writers to return to work during the ratification vote, but would not affect the membership's right to make a final determination on the contract approval. So I guess during the vote, you know, after everyone sees what it is. Um, obviously this is a democratic union and, um, yeah, everyone's going to have to look at the details, but it is a three-year contract. And like I said, the WGA said it is very good. And this is a month after basically the AMPTP was like, no, that's our final offer. And we're going to leak all this to the press. And the WGA was like, fuck you guys. And back to the picket lines. But this is a massive victory. This is incredible. I mean, I did not expect this to come so soon. Um, and I also felt, I just felt like really, like, I don't know, down about the whole thing. Like, shit, they could do whatever they want. They've got all of this money. They're just going to keep on holding out because they're pieces of shit. And they're going to wait for Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore and others to scab. And it's going to be successful. But Aaron, what what do you make of this?
3: I mean, I, like everybody else who wasn't directly involved in the negotiations, I haven't seen it yet, but I also know that the people that were doing the negotiating for the WGA kind of hard asses. um, And I trust them to not have made a deal that wasn't a good deal. Um, I thought it was really interesting just the extent to which the executives underestimated how unpopular they were Mm -hmm. uh, and the sort of (laughs) overall eat the rich sentiment that I I think somebody pointed this out to me that like when that uh submarine imploded it feel like it unstuck something everyone realized like oh we all hate rich people like we <laughs> all it's okay to like openly talk about and i'm not talking about like someone who has a house <laughs> you know i'm talking about like the right. mega rich somebody who has too many houses you know like <laughs> one or two or three or four too many houses um I think that they don't they're completely isolated from how public uh, opinion had turned on them Uh, like Bob Iger from his billionaire summit. Uh, talking about how uh, they were going to to kick writers out of their homes, like starve writers out of their homes. Like um, the, a, the, they hired, I think, three crisis communication firms. That's, right. The That's
1: right. We can see you all on LinkedIn, guys. Yeah.
3: Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, a really funny aspect of that was they hired a crisis communication firm that had handled the U.S. Women's National Soccer Teams uh, move to get equal pay for, with the men, and after it was announced that the AMPTP had hired that firm, the women's national team tweeted that they stand with the WGA, <laughs> uh, which is kind of which is kind of funny. Um, I, I'm I'm glad that this deal was made. I'm going to just say that that during the 2007-2008 strike, that was before I was in the industry and involved in the union. And by the way, I'm just. I have no inside information. I'm just talking as like, I'm not an official- Tell us what you know. Yeah, I'm not like an official representative of of the WGA. I'm just a rank and file member. Um, But I know in 2007, 2008, that strike was over internet uh, internet rights essentially. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, what happened after that, after they hammered out a deal that writers liked was that the studios innovated a way to get around that and screw writers over. So on one hand, I'm glad that we made this deal but on the other hand, I think over the next few years, what we should take a look for is the new ways that studios will innovate to screw yeah. creative people over, because that's what they're yeah. constantly doing. I also think that like this exposed some real rifts in the industry. Um, there are companies that are making content, Apple, Amazon, that make so much of their money from things besides making content that they kind of can just like bleed through their content hole yeah. for as long as they want. And they yep. the company would still survive. On the other hand, a company like Warner Brothers, CBS, Viacom, whatever, any of those companies don't have the same luxury. Yep. And yep. and I can't see the next round of this involving solidarity between uh the the leaders of the industry. It it doesn't quite it it like almost didn't make sense this time around. And just sure as an observer, I can't see it I can't see them being the body that writers are negotiating with next time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like stop looking at the writers for the reasons that you can't, you know, you're saying, oh, that you're you're you know, you're claiming poverty or whatnot. It's like, no, you're not a tech company like Amazon or Apple. You're you do entertainment. You tell stories don't work for the shareholders work for the people who are actually consuming your content you know what i mean stop making yourself these mega businesses but that's what happens when everything becomes a massive conglomerate and we've talked about that on the show with paris marx who you know uh basically broke that down like these are they're trying to be tech companies but they can't like you're saying that all they have really is still what writers are providing them um jason i think it's really interesting you know for someone like you and i that like you see a lot of actors are still on strike which we'll want to talk about in a second um you know actors and writers and you know creators who are also like turning and i think like massive corporations generally are turning to like Platforms like Instagram or TikTok or places where we are YouTube and saying like, well, why can't we just do this? This is all free. You know, you all do this shit for free. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, because this is not sustainable. Because this is a terrible right. way. And like, not all writers should be reduced and flattened to this. You don't want to be down here in the trenches. Down here, everybody floats. Anyway, that's what I have to say about that. What do you? What do you, what do you <laughs> What do you what do you make of it?
0: Well, I think the next you know, the next negotiation, what is it? I think it's three years, it's a three year contract. Mm-hmm. The next one's all gonna be about Elon Musk's brain chip that you were talking about earlier. It's <laughs> yeah, all gonna totally. be like that's the new content. Like what do we do? How do you know when they think about it or when we show it to their brain <laughs> yeah, or yeah. whatever it is?
1: Release the stats from the uh, dead chimps. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think I think it's great. I mean what I'm we're seeing in the articles I think is great. Um the big thing was AI. And the other big thing was You had shows that would have a second life on Netflix or these streaming platforms like Suits got like was watched like over 100,000 hours or something ridiculous (laughs) over the summer. And if that was on cable or on, you know, on in syndication, the writers would have a set amount of money that they would be getting for that. And then with with Netflix, some of these places hide their numbers and you don't Mm -hmm. even know how 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 many all of them
1: nearly all of them do.
0: I think so, but I I think in this agreement those those things are going to be worked out. I right. hope at least that's what i I believe in one way. of the
1: iterations was we can we'll show the numbers, but only to a few people in the WGA. You know, sort right. of like a
0: and only for a couple seconds, and then yeah. that's it, and that's it, and
1: that's <laughs> and, it. and then <laughs> you just absorb what you saw, and the WGA was like, no, how about yeah. we're not going to do
0: that. But AI I think is the biggest deal here because Mm -hmm. AI could basically can like learn how somebody writes, their style, what what type of jokes they write. And they can basically create a movie, a, a Steve Martin movie. Uh, uh in the vein of woody allen you don't have the baggage now but it's a woody allen movie and,
1: and <laughs> that actually might be a good
3: use it maybe that woody would allen be the good without use. the baggage AI. Mm-hmm. Know, uh, well, got, well, another like, thing is like there's they worked on the like there's something called the schedule of minimums which is this huge like ridiculous book i wish it were on a scroll because it's like so it's it just feels <laughs> like it's a of minimums, schedule yeah. of minimums right um so basically if you adapt something, you get paid a lot less than if you're the main writer. And so one of the things that they accomplished in this deal from what I've read and what I've heard is that a AI, there needs to be a credited writer that isn't a computer on every project. So even even if Netflix used AI to generate an idea uh, for like, let's say a, a Christmas movie, a big city career woman goes to a small town Uh, Cookie (laughs) baking, sold. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. So they could use AI to generate that, or a a romantic comedy, or a high school movie. Not to throw
1: lifetime under the bus here. Yeah, (laughs)
3: exactly. And then, like, they could even generate a script, hand it to a writer, and the writer would adapt it and only get paid as an as a person that adapted the script under this contract. That's not legal, even if they generated an AI script. The writer still gets paid as though they wrote the whole thing. Sure. So They're not saving be, anything. Exactly. There needs to be a written by and it needs to be a person. And That's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. And
1: the same thing with I hope the mini rooms go away. I mean, it's just such shit the way that writers are being squeezed more and more. Uh, same work with less time.
3: Well, but, and um, that relies way more on being someone who knows somebody. Like you're not going to be right. invited into a mini room if you just happen to be like a talented person. If, even if you have like the, the same agent as somebody and they're like, hey, uh, do you want to hire this person you've never met before for your mini room? No, they're going to hire their friends because sure. they know those people. They can work with them. Mini rooms are really hostile to people who are getting started um, as writers or people who don't have traditional writing backgrounds or people who are not Nepo babies. People who are just coming up from a non-standard hollywood path um i'm yeah. really screwed over by mini rooms so
1: absolutely right right because right. there's no onboarding or learning it's just like yeah there you you have like five people go like who, obviously who are you gonna pick um but you know there are so what 11, 11 members of the wga something like this and hundred and fifty thousand in sag so sag after is still on strike so um, they obviously it's a separate strike. They started in July. Separate demands. Um, one of those demands is two percent of total revenue generated by streaming shows. Um, the studios called that a non-starter. Two percent. It's fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh sounds like they can cough that up. Um, this is of course according to the New York Times, the deal with the writers could provide a blueprint for negotiations on some concerns shared by actors like AI and using likeness. WGA has encouraged members to join actors on their picket lines when they resume on on Tuesday. So that without a doubt. But Aaron, to your point, I like this tweet, I believe, from a member, Danielle Weisberg, who says, I think the main thing to, rem- to remember is that bullying CEOs works and as a bonus is fun. Mm-hmm. And they they not only were CEOs bully, but we talked about, you know, Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore trying to do this, the unscripted realm trying to break off as a, we have nothing to do with writing it's like no 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 you you all especially bill maher none into you your own writing um and they were completely and summarily um beaten and bullied into not being scabs In beaten into solidarity that's what it is guys uh so we have to do brow beaten into solidarity but um,
0: news, Fox News called that cancel culture. They they said being mean to Drew Barrymore for breaking the, for crossing the picket line. That's cancel culture. I feel so, like Drew Barrymore
3: is going to be fine without Fox News or without those people being her allies or, or whatever. I was texting with a friend who's like uh, also in the WGA and is like working on some project, and I was like, "How do you feel? Like how do you feel about the end of the strike?" And she goes, "Well, good, but now my failures are my own fault. I can't blame." <laughs>
1: i know it's now for me now i'm like uh you know yeah i was in solidarity before now i'm just back to being thirsty now i'm like oh i am like, <laughs> happy in the union too yay um was very close to actually trying to get news part of as to be part of the union the wga and which is you know in terms of again jason what we do just like online stuff and even podcasts right and writing and all that it's like WGA was great they were great when we talked to them, they were they were receptive. We talked to them about it. We were like, there's like three of us, but we really like to join. So they're an amazing union. They clearly care. And we're just like some internet writers. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. We just have to like talk also to your bosses and whatnot. Didn't actually pan out. But um, there's more to this fight for sure. But it is a huge step and it's very exciting and exciting also for for what's to come with SAG. And I hope they get... God, those residual checks to to look at those are very very depressing. So, oh
2: yeah, I
0: got um, a check for for one cent from Succession. I was I only had five lines there. It's whatever. But it was just funny to open it. And be like, am I supposed to cash this one cent check <laughs> right
1: now? Wow, can I, I have, have that cent? Because yeah, I think that's it. amazing. Yeah. Thank you. You're um, welcome. now I have to what which 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 episode which season?
0: It's at the very beginning of uh, an episode in season one. And I'm like pestering Logan. I'm basically playing myself. I'm pestering Logan Roy and then uh, throwing wait, a, was... a, a piss balloon at him at, in, in front of the. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Stop right there. Jason, why didn't you, why didn't I intro you with you threw a piss balloon at <laughs> with Logan Roy? my co-star
0: Roy? in Succession, my 22nd my co-star in Succession. I, I fucking
1: the... love that.
0: And I, it, and technically speaking, like, if you watch it, like, everyone's like, you threw a piss at Logan Roy. It was actually another guy that did it, and I was distracting. But it's just easier to say it was me. But
1: yeah, yeah were, whatever. Yeah. You were part yeah. of the, I the posse. Of the,
0: that, I was part of the posse. I was part of the posse.
1: Hell, yeah. That's amazing. Um, well, we have even more. To, that was our exciting news. Now we've got depressing, sad, awful news. Well, let's just start with uh, this one um, because I think uh, it's – and then we'll get worse. But, yeah. Um, Let's start with Cassidy Hutchinson, who was a White House aide uh, specifically to Mark Meadows, um, who testified before the January uh, 6th committee in the House um, about kind of the most like revealing testimony maybe we've heard. Perhaps. I don't know. Maybe the most interesting, like Trump throwing ketchup against a wall or uh, throwing a steak with ketchup against the wall and her having to clean it. Trump trying to grab a Secret Service member's arm to like steer him to the Capitol on January 6th. Um, a lot of this stuff, Mark Meadows losing his goddamn mind on January 6th, being like, Oh, I'm going to jail. We're all going to fucking jail. And lo and behold, he gets indicted. Um, just some really good shit. I happen to believe all of this because I do not think that MAGA actually sees women. They have like female face blindness so when they're like thinking about who to pardon when they all get like screwed for their crimes they like forget that like the women around them so the women are just like well if you're gonna fuck me over i'm gonna write a book and um she has she's got a new book out called enough and in it she details some pretty awful things and particularly um that rudy giuliani groped her on january 6th so this is when rudy thought they were gonna win and that's look i don't know how happy you guys have been like Think of a happy moment in your life. My first instinct when I get happy or a good thing happens is not to assault someone. But that's just me. You know, some of us are like, I'm so happy. Titties, boobs. Like, sorry, that's not funny. But it's like that's the level of fucking predator we're dealing with. So she goes, she, she writes the corners of his mouth, his being Rudy Giuliani's mouth split into a Cheshire cat smile, waving a stack of documents. He moves towards me like a wolf closing in on its prey. Hutchinson writes, we have the evidence. It's all here. We're going to pull this off. Rudy wraps one arm around my body, closing the space that was separating us. I feel his stack of documents press into the small of my back. Is that a euphemism? No. Okay. Maybe not. I lower my eyes and watch his free hand reach for the hem of my blazer. By the way, he says, fingering the fabric. I just, there's a little too much writing happening. But anyway, I'm loving this leather jacket on you. His hand slips up my blazer, then my skirt. I feel his frozen fingers trail up my thigh, he, she writes. He tilts his chin up. The whites of his eyes look jaundiced. Ugh. My eyes dart to John Eastman, who flashes a leering grin. I fight against the tension in my muscles and recoil from Judy's grip. Filled with rage, I storm through the tent, yet on another quest, For Mark, Mark Meadows She writes a reference uh, A reference to her then boss Meadows So Just again The depths of like Depravity and predator And fucking misogynist Like that they're gonna You're gonna, so you're gonna try and Like what are you doing Rudy, what the fuck are you doing What are you doing honestly And here, this is like what I say to all Like Republican women Like do you see what they do? Two women who have any amount of like role or power in your party and you still vote for them, I don't get it. None of them watch the show or listen to the show, but it 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 boggles the mind. But Aaron just weigh in here on Cassidy's journey from being a very eager MAGA, you know, fan, get getting landing this dream job, and then this is how she's treated.
3: Okay, well, can we all just agree that we're not gonna pretend that all of the right wing finger figures who like write books actually write books. Like most politicians, they don't actually write it. They have a ghostwriter. You know, they do yeah. interviews with a ghostwriter ghostwriter. The ghostwriter ghost writer, ghost did a little too much writing. You're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> I I'm going to say, you know, Cassidy Hutchison is a bad person. Um, she might <laughs> okay. be doing some, some, some like constructive good decisions, but overall the, the trajectory of her career and her life, she was what an intern for Ted Cruz. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Gross. She's an intern for Ted Cruz, and she's like so young. She's eviling at like a much higher grade level than she actually should be eviling. I mean, look, I I think that everybody has a shot at redemption. I think that people can make a bunch of mistakes and then see the error of their ways. But I think we also need to. She's got a little bit more penance to do. I was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. and I feel like she's got a little bit more making up to do. Yes, exactly. She's got to do a little bit more atonement before I actually think that the balance has been righted to zero. Like I think she's still in a negative karmic balance territory for everything that she did, working for Donald Trump during all of the awful things that he did. Like she didn't have a problem with him when he um, when he made that quid pro quo call to the president of Ukraine. Um, he she didn't have a problem with him with his immigration policy and the cruelty is the point of it all. Um, she had a problem with him. Like she woke up, you know, mm-hmm. shortly after January sixth, and it seems like. From the CNN write-up of her book, which I'm not going to read her book. Nobody should read her book. Read people's write-ups of the book. Don't trees don't have to die for this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can just, like read it by proxy, right? Um, I think that she uh, she only started talking to the January 6th committee because um, she wasn't invited to go down to Mar-a-Lago with Trump's inner circle. She was like mad um so yeah i think she's she's kind of like she's showing her ass a little bit bit in this book but if she truly wants to be somebody that isn't isn't cancerous to america like everybody she's ever worked for um she has a little bit more to do and i i know i thought you were a
1: feminist but i guess i'll have to ask jason for his opinion
0: (laughs) um i just want to say that she worked for ted cruz i just want to tell a really quick thing one of ted cruz's Staffers came up to us when we were filming at CPAC
2: uh-huh.
0: and he was like, Oh, you're the good liars. And uh I swear to god, he looked exactly like Ted Cruz. Like Ted Cruz, like some part of Ted Cruz has like fallen off and created, spawned like another person. <laughs> he looked exactly <laughs> like Ted Cruz. That it definitely so happened. So bizarre. Well. So bizarre. Uh but with with the book and like did, did did everything happen? Like, I believe her more than I believe Rudy Giuliani. Like Rudy Giuliani is gonna say He's gonna oh, yeah. deny it. He's gonna say he doesn't remember. And I honestly I believe him that he doesn't remember because it was probably one o'clock in the afternoon at that point. Yeah. He was probably drunk. Yeah. Like there was reports that he was drunk on election night telling Trump not to concede. Like this is not a guy who like steers a steady ship. Um, so I I I I don't believe Rudy and I I don't feel bad for Rudy, but it's it's the same thing with Trump. Like if you don't break off and you become like somebody who was like knows his inner circle, like Aaron was saying, and then works for the other side, like Michael Cohn or, or somebody like mm-hmm. that. Now they're like, they're the good guys from, from the point of view of the left, because they're like saying Trump is bad, but it's like, right. You worked for Trump for all yeah. these years. You worked like you worked for Ted Cruz. It wasn't like you were fighting any of the good fights here. You were fighting all of the bad fights. And now, this is like an opportunistic thing. Well, yeah, and now those things happen, they're terrible And yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that's sort of what I'm saying is like now it it's only a matter of time before they will come for you too. Like there's no respect. Uh, there's no honor among thieves. Uh, they're literally trying to steal an election. And so, yeah, it's awful. And I absolutely do believe her account because Rudy Giuliani, we know is now being sued by a former staffer. His who lawyer. I,
0: He's getting sued by his lawyers right now too. Well, his
1: lawyers number yeah. one and then yeah. a former staffer who like has alleges massive amounts of sexual assault and misconduct, a coercion, uh, disgusting accounts of him like whatever wanting to be on the phone while while like she went down on him and things I like,
3: can't think about. Yeah, We and all I've watched Borat talked... too. We all watched Borat too. Yeah, we, we all watched Borat too like. scene seen in that movie. Um it's yes. completely believable and caught on camera in that movie. Totally. But it's also like, yeah, who do you think you're with? You're with raging misogynist
1: racists who all talk about, like, yeah, raiding women and how, um, like, right, how, like, we should take away their reproductive rights. Like, who do you think you fucking work for? You're not special. And that's what I mean about, like, you're right, Erin, that she wasn't included in this, like, inner circle going down to Mar-a-Lago. So she did flip on him. And, like, I will say, of all the people, former Trump staffers, I think Michael Cohen's my fave cuz Michael Cohen didn't legitimately flip. He and he le, or he did legitimately flip and he did legitimately he was like, look, my family has gone through it. I'm going to it ends here. And yet, of course, he's done a massive amount of dirty work for Trump, but like out of all of them, I feel like he he actually suffered consequences and he had the least to gain. So Rudy going down with a ship. Rudy is just straight up like he'll be like glug glug oh you know, like
0: like underwater. <laughs> I <laughs> like. can't believe after 2016, when he gave that speech at the RNC, when he was screaming about mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, I can't believe that wasn't it for him. Where it was like it, he looked unhinged, and I was like, is this? Is he okay? That was my my thought was like, I'm worried about this man. And now he just like attached himself to Trump and he's just going to go down with him. So.
1: Yeah. 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 But we'll see. Cassidy will probably be on the view shortly. Um, and... Scabs,
3: by the way, the view scabs. They are they, they, they were in production through the entirety of the strike. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this is a fun quick story. Once I went to see the view when I was uh, like 18 in New York, because uh, ironically, it turns out you can't be part of a live studio audience ironically it's impossible uh people <laughs> people who go to see shows like the view love the view you can't just be like these are the stupid this is daytime mm-hmm. ah. nope nope and view let the view is obviously like the least awful uh you know they're attempting to have relevant conversations but hey they're scabs
2: mm-hmm. there you
1: go but anyway, I'm I'm I don't know that Cassidy's going to end up there, but I just assume I assume because it's really the media that rewards these like former Trumpers, even though you guys are right and they aren't actually um, they're actually part of the problem. But let's move on our final segment. Speaking of the problem, this has been an interesting week because uh, this was the week where um, the mother of a 17 year old who was. Uh, was pregnant and got an abortion, had an abortion, was sentenced to two years in prison for helping her with that abortion. Um, This was in April 2022. The police in Norfolk, Nebraska, began looking into whether a 17-year-old girl had given birth prematurely to a stillborn baby and whether the girl and her mother had buried it, according to court documents. At the time, abortion was banned in Nebraska after 20 weeks of conception. Now it's 12 weeks since then. It's been uh, 12 weeks. Um, And just more details on her and what happened. She was 23 weeks pregnant. So even beyond the 20-week mark. Didn't know she was pregnant, it seems, until 23. She was 17. Um, She... uh, Ordered, she and her mother ordered uh, abortion pills online, but they did not come for six weeks. And so, when they finally did administer it, yeah, it was a she was 23 weeks pregnant, um, or or a little bit, I, maybe beyond that. And they did dispose of the remains in the yard, which is gruesome and awful. But she says that she did not want to have the child of her abusive partner. Um, and she, and she actually took a deal and was sentenced to 90 days in jail and ended up there. Her, but her mother again was sentenced to two years, which is absolutely fucking wild. The last thing about this story everyone needs to know is there's major tech implications for how our data is being used against us. So, uh, the, the two of them, um, this is the Burgesses, um, uh, a detective asks Celeste Burgess, this is the mom for the exact date, or sorry, the daughter, her the date her pregnancy ended. When she said she needed to check her Facebook messages to remember, the detective obtained a warrant for the messages she had exchanged with her mother, and then Meta complied with the warrant. The detective found evidence of a medically induced abortion. So that's how they so-called got her was through um, text messages uh, on FaceTime. So. I don't know. This just makes me livid all over. I can't believe a woman is going to be two months or two years in fucking prison for helping her daughter have an abortion. It reminds me of when I did coverage of women who were sentenced to 30 years in El Salvador for having miscarriages. But presumed abortions were headed down this slippery slope. And uh, I just want to help people fly to states where abortion is legal. But Erin, what do you make of this like, kind of unprecedented moment in our, you know, since a year and change from when Roe v. Wade was overturned?
3: I mean, first of all, I think that this story isn't a great example of the way that abortion laws impact people. It's an extreme example. But I think that there are so many weird things about the story that I don't know that it's something we should be looking to as like, This is what happens Um, Mm
2: -hmm, like mm -hmm.
3: she was so far along in the pregnancy. She was like in the third trimester past the point of viability. uh, If she were if she took the abortion pills, first of all, abortion pills are not supposed to be taken after about 12 weeks gestation. They're not effective. Um, So if they ordered them online, I'm curious why they ordered abortion pills online, knowing that she was like way too far right um like it it just it was a misuse of of that type of technology like there I, i'm i'm dismayed that they didn't feel empowered enough to reach out to people that were going to offer them like real help and guidance on their real legal options mm-hmm. um i, I it, it it seems and and also i think that discarding the remains and the attempts to hide it uh there's there's like no good guy in the story um yeah. meta complying with police um, the the way that they were really uh, the mother was very irresponsible in the way that she helped her daughter um, I feel like they only had a bunch of bad options to choose from and they' That's chose, exactly right they chose one of the worst possible options um I, I don't there's a lot of questions that this story leads i I don't know that throwing the woman the mother in prison for two years is the right option either because like what is she how is she a threat to society? Like, why are we spending? Why are we spending taxpayer money to incarcerate her? Obviously, she was some form of like fucked up support for her daughter, who is now vulnerable. And without this person who in her own messed up way was like trying to support her. it just there's like no person who comes out of this looking good. I feel really bad for everybody involved. But I also think that it's not the greatest example of like no, you, know, here, you know here's what happens when real people I White think that's is-
1: a that's a good point, but I also feel like it's an example of the lengths people go to when you don't feel like you can be a parent or you don't and you don't have access to reproductive healthcare and you don't have access to safe. And free abortions, basically.
3: Yeah, right. Like, yeah, she should have had access to abortion right away. She should have had enough education where she understood that if she wasn't having a period for months and months on end, that's like a real red flag. She could have, she should have been in a place where she could go to a doctor and not fear having her medical records turned over to the state if she were pregnant when they, you know, when she got examined and then wasn't pregnant shortly thereafter. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just so many, there's so many failures that led to this really gruesome, sad story. Um, And and it's just, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot going on and and none of it's good.
1: Jason, how many, um, how many fetuses have you buried in your yard? Uh, I'm so
0: I'm glad that you didn't say Nazi Jason. How many feet is it? <laughs> Just to bring it right back no, around again.
1: But it, yeah, anyway. A, it's, a hard it's...
0: zero, a hard zero to answer your question because I don't <laughs> want to be avoiding any questions here.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. It's not really a gotcha question. But yeah, I mean, this is where we are. This is the state. I don't know actually where you're originally from. Are you from a, a state that now has a abortion ban?
0: I'm actually from two states. I grew up in Kentucky and... That for a very long time it, uh, I think maybe I I don't know the the law there now actually because I think they might have there might have been a vote on it but the there's no, there was only one abortion clinic which was in Louisville Kentucky for like the last ten years and uh, I went to high school in Florida which mm-hmm. of course uh, the, Ron DeSantis signed that was it fourteen week abortion ban or seven week what think was it I think it, it was, it was 10 week. We're, we're all we can all get yeah. it wrong right now that, i'm just gonna it's say
1: it's the first trimester. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like yeah si- i thought it was like six, six. but yeah jason yeah. you just leave
3: disaster in your wake don't you <laughs> don't move to i don't it's not like
0: i was born in you i actually lived in california live for the a little Kentucky. bit oh,
3: okay well great yeah.
0: sorry great. now right, we sorry. know what's coming <laughs> um but like going I, – I just hate that now Donald Trump is trying to act like he's like the moderate here with, with abortion, saying like these these bans are too – There's this is too much. This is too much. Like trying to act – like you appointed the judges. This is all your fault, dude. You cannot like wash your hands of this right now.
1: Yeah, and they I mean, all are. I um, mean, you know, in a lot of – like they're not really touting it because the human toll is – again, like pretty gruesome it. And it's not just people who are seeking to have abortions. It's people who are seeking to have healthy babies Mm -hmm. who are unable to do so and are asked to bleed out in their cars until they are entering like septic shock before they can have a procedure, uh, to actually remove the fetus. So, I mean, just it's, it's criminalizing all people and all families. Um, but speaking of abortion and, um, you know uh calling bs on what we see around us this is you jason i believe uh part of your work for the good liars talking um to someone who is against abortion and where were you
0: this was actually outside the debate the rnc debate in milwaukee
1: oh solid debate who do you think yeah. won that you i don't think you, you, you my boy the, view, Vivek? The,
0: the viewers won because it was just so much fun uh it <laughs> I don't yeah, he, he definitely won. He definitely won because everyone was had to had to respond to him and felt the the need to respond to him. So yeah, he definitely won.
1: What do Vivek stands call themselves? Are they Ramaswamis?
0: I don't know, but I had an interesting conversation with one of them outside and he kind of embodied him. He was like kind of like smarmy and like talking down to me and <laughs> I, like I was asking him really? about I don't like, even the know voting you. age. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like I was like, so you don't think eighteen-year-olds should be allowed to vote? And he was like, well, there are some like people that aren't very informed. I was very informed when I was eighteen. I was <laughs> like,
3: <where> <laughs> oh, re- hey, teacher, you said you were going to have a give us a pop quiz today. <laughs> yeah. and we're, we're, what a dweeb! What a just a dweeb's dweeb, absolute yeah. goober.
0: All right, well, all right, let's take a look at this. Before I formed you in the womb. I knew you, and that's that's from the Bible.
4: Yeah, from Jeremiah one, right? So God knows these babies in the womb; He has a purpose and a destiny for each child. They shouldn't be killed.
0: Didn't He kill all the firstborn sons in Egypt?
4: I think uh, we need to abolish abortion, no
3: exception. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 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 oh, I shared that video. It's. <laughs> 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 she just she
1: could not.
0: She she, she, could she not. turned on me very fast, very yeah. very fast. God um, killed
3: a lot of kids.
0: He killed, lot killed a lot of kids. kids. He killed everyone on earth except for Noah and yes, some dinosaurs did. on an yeah. ark. I I yeah. found out at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky, <laughs> the dinosaurs. But like he also killed he would have killed a lot of pregnant women. So God you know performed a lot of abortions when he flooded the entire world. oh so
1: many abortions
0: yeah.
3: well, and isn't it in the bible also that if you if like a woman is attacked and she's pregnant if a woman is like attacked and like her baby dies then the guy who attacked her and killed the baby pays a fine to her husband but if the woman dies they get to beat the guy to death anyway yeah. that's just you know whatever
0: it is but they've changed it in translations like the newer like the ones that they teach in like some of the big evangelical churches have changed that passageway, that passageway, that passage. Um, So it it doesn't imply that abortion is okay. Basically. Okay. But yeah. did
3: they keep the part in there when Lot's daughters got him drunk and raped him so they could continue the family line? <laughs> yeah.
0: We, we asked people about that one time and we, we told them about that and we're like, should that book be banned? And they're like, absolutely. That's
3: incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's Genesis 19. Yeah. Um, uh, one yeah. of the horniest wait. and weirdest.
1: Parts Lot, wait, wait, wait. Lot's children, daughters got, got him drunk and then
3: raped him. Yes. Yes, they did. And this was uh, shortly before the fall of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, you know, but yeah, they were continuing the family line. It was like the logical thing to do. Wow.
0: It's a great book. You really should check it out. Yeah, it's I really was going to say, book. that
1: sounds hot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that, like, does it? I mean, I don't <laughs> want to Those, like, those are like some search terms or something. I don't know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the,
3: first, the first porn hub in the Bible. The first Bible. Porn hub. <laughs> um,
1: no, that is, god damn it! I love it so quickly. She she's like, nope, not my god. That's not my. You could just say that's the Old Testament, and I'm only a New Testament gal. I don't know that the rest of it's like, oh yeah, the part that you skip. You know, you, you just go with the new part. Um, but anyway, there we have it. Uh, we live in a growing theocracy. Do you feel like people, uh, Jason, when you're talking to them, other than this woman, are are the is the base talking about? Roe v. Wade being overturned, are they as excited about it? Or is it true, like what Aaron is saying, and they're, they're kind of running away from what they've done?
0: I don't, you know, it depends. It depends. And obviously, like when we talk to people, when we go to the March for Life, obviously you know what you're gonna get there. But like sure. going to a Trump rally, these are the people that like Donald Trump enough to go to a Trump rally. It's not necessarily like the average Republican voter. Um, and we've talked, we've been surprised. Some some men like that we've talked to have been like, you know what? It's a women it's a woman's thing. I, that's not my, that's not, I don't feel like I should have any say in that.
2: Right. Um, right.
0: And, and, and we're surprised by that. And they're wearing like full MAGA gear all up and down. Um, So I would say like a majority of the people are, you know, quote unquote pro-life anti-abortion um, or pro-forced pregnancy or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's not all of them, but it's, that's, it's a small, it's,
1: it's a not small necessarily problem. what they lead with though.
0: No, it's not. And I, I look. A lot of them will say, like, that's why Donald Trump was great. He appointed those judges, and that was such a great thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, it's it's a moral thing, you know. If you especially if you talk to somebody religious, this is like a good versus evil thing. They truly believe it's abortion. Abortion is murder, and that they are, you know, this they are acting on God's will and fighting the devil, and that's what Donald Trump did for them. So
1: right. And it's God's plan for you know some babies to uh, die of hunger in the street, and some you know or uh not have uh enough food or milk or you know lead pipes or like you know flint michigan water so i that's always that's always incredible to me um anyway let's
0: let's end with a prayer and then let's we'll let's all get... <laughs> end with
1: a prayer and move on no let's Guys, as I as I tipped off before, have you guys heard the song Pirate Jenny? Or was I just talking to myself?
3: I don't know what you're talking about at all. Oh, it's a great <laughs> song.
0: I heard it. I heard you talk about it, teacher. I heard it. I heard it. Good, good. Man. It, if someone
1: yeah. was paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Pirate Jenny, and that's in that song. They say, uh, "Spare that one," uh, and it is like, "Who after the revolution? After we're in charge? After the radical?" Marxist Revolution um when we are confronted with some of the most toxic characters at least of this week who do we spare this is spare that one So here we go I'm going with M names we got Menendez Murdoch and McCarthy um Obviously, Rupert Murdoch resigned. Uh, he's no, he's. It's not that he's resigned from Fox News as CEO. He's he's ascended. He's what is he like? Chairman Emeritus. I love how he's like. No, now I am he's a the Holy Spirit. He's the Grand man. Wizard. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's the Grand Wizard of Fox News. Lachlan, his eldest son, uh, now steps into his shoes. Apparently, Lachlan is. I guess Lachlan isn't like the Kendall. He is more of the Roman, right? He's more of the psycho, like MAGA guy. Um, at least that's what I've read. Um, Lachlan's now like supporting the former Prime Minister of Australia to be, uh, par- I think maybe join Fox News' board. Tony Abbott, that asshole. Um, anyway, who do you spare, Murdoch, Rupert himself? The man, the myth, the legend, who pretty much we have to thank for the entire modern right wing movement, potentially here and abroad. Um, What about Kevin McCarthy, the guy who's now overseeing probably a government shutdown just to keep his speakership post because he's afraid of Kevin McCarthy and Lauren Boebert and I don't know who else. Who's now unilaterally calling for this impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden or. Bob Menendez, the Senator, man, two time indicted Senator who uh, faces these conspiracies uh, to commit bribery uh, on behalf of the Egyptian government uh, and his ex-wife or his current wife was also indicted with him. This woman is um, just incredibly. Like, I was saying this the other day, but like I, you Google her and like she's wearing like a fur miniskirt, like a like a chinchilla mini skirt and you're just like that is just there's so much like embezzlement vibes you know what i mean um this is he was found with gold bars in his home uh like five hundred thousand dollars of cash stashed in like different pockets and shirts and he's defending himself by saying that is how his parents who are refugees from cuba that's how they had to store money And how dare you come after a powerful Latino in Congress, in the Senate. Um, You're just afraid of his raw Latinx power um, and everything that he represents. He is not resigning, by the way, from his Senate post, even though some people are asking for it. But who do you spare? Who, Who do we go easy on? Jason, let's start with you. What do you who you got sympathy for?
0: Well who well who do I have sympathy for? And no, I was okay. looking at this more scientifically. I like um, the
1: science. Go with yeah. science.
0: Well, because I'm just looking at like Rupert Murdoch, how, how he's ninety? He's ninety years 92. old. Yeah. And again, we're not this is a uh it's made of uh gummy worms or whatever. The, the yeah, we're not yeah, actually uh, like hurting gummy anyone.
2: Team. Gummy team.
0: I, I feel like he just like he's done a lot of damage to the to the world and it's 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 a terrible place now because of him, at least in America. It's this terrible divide. Uh, I think you just like let him let him go because Kevin McCarthy. I kind of I almost feel bad for like I I don't feel bad for him, but I almost feel bad for him because he has he's dealing with these like children. And he's in way over his head. He just look, looks nervous all the time and tries to act calm. And then he looks more nervous because he's trying to act calm. And Bob Menendez, I wanna see how this all plays out. I wanna, I want this story to keep going because I think it's, it's right? You can't funny.
1: spare him yet.
0: Yeah. Cause I wanna, there's more details will come out. She's gonna like, it's gonna come out that she's like killed Dalmatians to make a new, yes. uh, coat or something. <laughs> a new mini skirt. Yeah. Like I wanna, I wanna, I wanna see how this goes out. So I'm gonna Okay, stay. we're
1: sparing oh, wait. Rupert.
0: Yeah, sparing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're sparing one because he's yeah, done his yeah.
1: time. He's ninety-two.
0: He's ninety-two. He's ninety-two. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying Kissinger's I'm looking 100. at the numbers here.
3: Kissinger's a hundred. Can it. have a good <laughs> eight Fair years. point.
0: Fair point. Plus, he could come plus, back.
3: Yeah. Aaron, who who are you sparing? I'm sparing Menendez. I think he got taken for a ride by a temptress. Um, and I and I hate to sound. <laughs> Sexist here, but this is the uh, third
1: strike, man.
3: You you yeah, look at you. I know, I know. I am reactionary I am, ass takes today. I am so uh count I'm I'm so contrarian, my brain is smooth now. <laughs> um no, uh so M- Menendez got married. First of all, Kevin McCarthy is an absolute weenie of a man who has yeah. <laughs> no principles. The world would be completely no like. The world is worse because he exists and he's sort of just this empty. He's an empty vessel. He's an empty. Mm -hmm. He's He's a a little
1: useless. He's not very good at even being evil.
3: He's a haircut. I mean, he he did like help co-found the young guns back in 2009. That was a group of three Republicans. Uh, It was Kevin McCarthy, Eric Cantor and Paul Ryan. Uh, who were I think their average oh. age was forty five at the time that they were young.
0: <laughs> young.
3: Um,
0: That's but, still you young know, in Washington. To be I know, honest. I know they were yeah. they're
3: practically babies, and they got a ton of Tea Party candidates elected in the twenty ten cycle, which, as we all right. know, was disastrous. So he has done a lot of harm, um, but it was all in the name of getting to the speakership. And so I would love. For him to just like have everything he wants and then lose everything so we're not sparing kevin mccarthy okay. uh, we're not we're not sparing rupert murdoch he has earned a gummy teen demise <laughs> at like he has earned that he's earned it menendez i think married this um his current wife in like 2018 and yes. according to reports she was sort of the uh, she might be a spy uh, it seems like she was the one kind of driving uh driving him to make all these concessions to egypt and to even like draft memos that were like oh hey uh foreign relations or foreign relations committee let's uh maybe this is we, what we can do for egypt anyway i feel like yeah. she was a bit of a lady macbeth Um, Mm. and I, and I do think there's something kind of charming about, I I saw a tweet that I think, I don't remember who it was from. I think maybe Brendan O'Connor and it said like, uh, Menendez is being persecuted for, practicing new jersey culture <laughs> and i really and i really think it's sort of like you kind of got to admire the chutzpah you know he yeah really, it's not cuban culture it's new jersey culture It's Let's... jersey culture for sure and i feel like maybe he would have more public support if that's that was his defense instead of being like they're mad because i'm latino no, this is Jersey. Uh, so we're, we're sparing Menendez. It's very,
1: okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, it's very Cuomo. Like, that's how we say hi in Italian.
3: <laughs> yeah. We put our hands on the small of the back and we slide them down and we eat the punk of the meatball or whatever.
1: It's just so fucked up. This is why we Italians can't advance because we have these guys and um, Giuliani. Oh, God. Uh, I like that. I'm going to spare. To switch it up, I'm sparing Kevin McCarthy. Here's why: Rupert Menendez. No, I hate the fact that Menendez. His policies towards Latin America are awful, despite him supposedly having sympathy for only his parents who fled Cuba, <laughs> um, just him and his family. But I'm sp- uh, Kevin McCarthy. You got to spare because I feel like Kevin McCarthy is a good like dude. Like just a good errand boy, a good little snitch, a good little guy to like Mm. have on your shoulder, send him off to do your little, um, you know, whatever wheelings and dealings. And he's very loyal. He's an idiot. And I love the way Republicans are realizing that Nancy Pelosi was actually incredibly good at her job. And they're openly saying it. They're like, she didn't know that she had a thing. I mean, she was pretty good. And they're like, yeah, you fucking idiots. Uh, It's not easy, actually. As much as I definitely have critiques of Nancy, she got shit done.
5: Wow.
3: I can't believe I'm hearing this from you, Francesca, how many late night conversations have you and I had where I'm like, but she's good at being speaker. And you're like, ah, yeah, but she sucks. And it's like, well, you know. No,
1: I'm always like, yeah, but her Manolo's. And you're like, they're comfortable. (laughs) Um.
3: (laughs) She eats chocolate ice cream for breakfast. You have to fear a woman that age who wears shoes like that eats chocolate ice cream for breakfast and is still terrifying to most of the people in Congress.
1: You have to respect That is true. Them. Slay Queen. Aaron <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, listen to Hysteria um, podcast and follow Aaron uh, at where can we follow you?
3: Uh, I have a little sub stack where I write about being a mom and mom yeah. stuff. Uh, it's called Just Enjoy It While You Can. And you can find that at aaronryan.substack.com.
1: And it's so good, guys. If you are a parent or not, or you're like Jason and, you know, was question mark, question be. mark um go read aaron stubstack it's so well written and so fun uh thank you so much for being on take good care and jason now you're mine no I'm, what's <laughs> up dude i'm sorry about calling you a nazi i'm sorry about cu- accusing you of burying fetuses but I am you didn't so accuse patient. me you
0: just asked you just asked which is a, just, that, that's, that's, that's a question you should be able to ask people that's i don't know i don't think that was. Yeah, weird.
1: yeah. um but tell me where can people find you and follow the good liars and you guys have like are you do you have a? Are you rolling out your own podcast?
0: We are, we are. Um, it's going to be launching later this month, end of the month. Um, yes, called "The Good Liars Tell the Truth," and <laughs> I, I we have a live show too, which is a very similar title. Uh, we've got a live show coming up in Brooklyn. If anybody's Yay. in Brooklyn, uh, October twenty fourth at uh, Littlefield at eight PM. It's called I "The Love Good Liars Fix America." you have got like new videos. What's
1: the format? Is it like, yeah, okay, new videos? going to new videos,
0: do... but we're, we're going to go through mi- these five issues that are dividing the country and we are going to use our experience on the road to solve these very divisive issues. I love it. Uh, it's it's a very fun show. Uh, this is the third time we're doing it. So,
1: Dude, come, come out to into out. LA and I'll, uh, I'll open for you. you oh, please.
0: Me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I was almost going to be there tomorrow for uh, the, the debate, but we we're not going to do it. We're not going to go. Oh, you God. should go to the debate.
1: Is this the second GOP debate?
0: Yeah. Christ. Uh, go uh, get on the phone and I'll 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 uh, give you questions to ask. <laughs> you could do it fine by yourself. But the, the sure. if if you want to go, if you want to Again, go,
1: I am not I will be attacked. I'm that, not scared. That's true. But like I have to cape as a conservative because otherwise This crowd
0: will you'll be fine with these are like all bunched up people who are going to the debate. It's a bunch
1: of Kevin McCarthy's. They're California Republicans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which basically means they're Democrats who like a homeless person camped outside of their house once and then they're like, I'm voting Republican. Like like, that's what happened.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Jason Selvig, (laughs) everybody stay tuned to the Good Liars and their new podcast and go to the show at Littlefield. I love that venue. I love um i was gonna say i love brooklyn yeah i love yeah, brooklyn. brooklyn
2: okay
1: love <laughs> all right jason Most come standard. back real soon thank you so much and thank you guys for being here oh my god let's get to your voicemails it's been such a long show um and thank y'all for for sticking with it on our 200th episode a quick comments here thank you robert for your super chat I, i'm bitching i couldn't come up with a come up with a solid joke for the phone in it made me question who i am don't worry about it dude i like you hear me every tuesday Lizzie Bennett, Elon can choke on a million dicks for all I care. Yeah, dicks are better than scones. Scones you might enjoy, or dicks, depending on who you are. Um, Franny, why are you boosting Disney? The mouse does not treat his workers well. No, this is in. This is a. Uh, this is called. I didn't change before the show. I'm wearing a little Disney Mickey Mouse shirt. It is true. Um, but uh oh! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wanted to be a part of the 200th show. Uh-huh. this is my Mark Zuckerberg voice. This is the voice John and I do for Mark Zuckerberg. But uh-huh, uh, happy 200th podcast. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The bituation room podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck the power. Fuck the patriarchy. Uh-huh. Uh, Miss Kaylee, thank you so much for your super sticker. Travis Kelsey. Jeff Kree says, Travis Kelsey did a COVID vax ad. That should get a lot of maggot state football again. That's so funny. It's sort of the opposite of what. The other dude with Shailene Wood uh, – Shailene – what's her name? <laughs> I can't do – I don't know celebrities. Shailene Woodley and other quarterback. But he's not – tight end is not – I don't – sports ball. Sports ball. Um, Drew Barrymore tarnished her name, and then three days later, the strike ended. Soul life said, indeed – Um, Mike Boy for mayor. What's up, Mike Boy? Thank you for coming out to my show the other day. That was really fun to see you. I imagine the studio has also had enough time to realize that AI is no position to replace writers in an economical way. Yeah, the technology isn't there, number one. So as Aaron was saying, I mean, in three years, if it is there, there will be another fight. Donald James says, I don't care about Cassidy. If she wants to admit things and possible crimes against her, so be it, but I don't care. Yeah, I mean, look, I just think it's really funny that your go-to move... When you think you're about to steal an election, is committing another crime. Like when you, it's like when you successfully get away with murder, do you just like murder somebody else in celebration of the That's pretty much the Trump administration. That's that's what they do. Vitingale, thank you so much for being a member on YouTube. Says, My body, my choice, trans rights are human rights. Show your mod some love. Vitingale, thank you. Uh uh so much. And um, I, I've weighed in on the TYT mod stuff, obviously, and you guys know where I stand when it comes to trans athletes um, and all of that stuff. I share very little with some of the hosts over there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much for all of your your comments. Camperman5000, if God was pro-life, there wouldn't be death. Indeed. Or, like, you know, the plan, God's plan wouldn't be for, again, people to die of starvation or without healthcare. Zero P.E. Happy 200 Fran. I was happy to call in. That's right. Let's get to it, guys. Let's just get to it. I want to. This is going to be a whole thing, but let's listen. The next portion will be listening to people's calls, so get ready
4: and here we go. Hey, Franny for Fanny. It's Rachel, uh, Rachel Atwood, who's been haunting your YouTube chat as of late. I've been a fan for a while, or to say Fran uh-huh uh since your news broke days but only this year got back to a place in a time zone where watching live on the regular is at all reasonable or possible Yeah. so uh congrats on your bicentennial babe uh i've said it before but we'll say again uh you're like the perfect mix of my childhood best friend and margaret Crow. you scratch a bunch of very much needed issues Oh well shit that sounds really gross but you know what i mean um (laughs) yeah may our paths someday cross in mirth and joy thanks
1: bye bye that was uh rachel atwood thank you so much and thank you for always sending in some thoughtful chats i really appreciate that uh rachel um always and anyone who followed me since news broke days uh i love you so all right, let's keep going. Let's see if this works.
4: Yes, Francesca, you are great. I love your podcast,
6: The Situation Room.
4: I, I am always talking to you.
6: <laughs>
4: Wait. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you for uh, writing it. Thank you for calling in. I don't know who that was from, but thank you so much. All right, let's go with the next one here. I, I will play Yilva's because I believe I wasn't able to get to that. Okay,
6: here we go. Hello, Francesca. Hello, Bituation Room guests, however, uh, whoever you are. Uh, I just wanted I wanted to let you guys know, especially you, Francesca, that I have been a uh, not a subscriber since day one, but I've been definitely listening um, since day one. And uh, just, I love the show. Uh, Francesca, you're super quick. I love when you're, uh, I love your show. I love it when you're on uh, uh, the damage report. Uh, you definitely elevate the show, and um sense of humor is just, like, it's right up my alley, just, like, the snarkiness, but also, like, uh, definitely, you know, with like, a quick wit. Um, it sounds like I'm gushing. I swear I'm not. I'm just... Oh, please, uh, gush yeah, away. My way. brain just does not want to work for me, like, ever. Long COVID is a bitch. But, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Um, uh, congratulations, belatedly, on little Karina to you and Matt, and uh, have a great day, and um, I look forward to seeing what you do next.
1: Thank you, anonymous person. I appreciate that. That's very, very sweet of you. You can gush all you want. All right, let's keep going, because uh, you know I love this.
7: What's up, it's Derek from Baltimore. This time I know what show I'm calling. A proud member of Frantifa. Fran, your show kicks ass. <laughs> it's a Welcome addition to every Tuesday and sometimes Friday. We appreciate your moral clarity, appreciate your perspective that you bring, appreciate your experience, especially in Latin America. And I appreciate your funny fucking friends and your beautiful fucking family. So thank you so much. Peace and love. 200 more at least.
1: Fuck. Yeah. Second person to say 200 or more. Oh, wait, Ylva was the first. I have to actually go back. Thank you so much, Derek. Really appreciate that. All right, let's keep going.
7: What's up Francesca and the mighty friend Tifa double O here. Just wanted to congratulate you on your 200th episode. Been a viewer and patreon supporter of yours since spring of 2021 i was there for your awesome show in brooklyn yeah so much fun to meet you by the way and i can't wait to see how you and the show grow from here congratulations again and break a leg at your upcoming gig in san francisco
5: bye bye
1: bye bye thank you so much double o uh i uh, really enjoyed meeting you as well and thank you so much for reminding me to tell people that i'll be with Matt Lieb at the punchline on Tuesday uh the 17th of October. So get tickets 8 p.m. Tickets are selling. Fuck yeah they're selling for Jessicafurant.com or live nation or sf punchline google it matt Lieb, my name and you can see us all right let's keep going i love this i'm loving this
7: <clears throat> hey francesca this is duncan chic calling um long-time fan of your comedy and uh, your politics. And your
1: okay, by the way, this this person's name is Duncan Sheik. If you don't know who that is, you will.
7: podcast and your YouTube show. Um, and uh, I know you're like sort of vaguely a musical theater fan. Um, I'm the person who wrote the music for Spring Awakening. I know you said you wanted to go see Book of Mormon and Wicked, but... I think there are better shows um, you could come see. So you know, if you're ever in New York, (laughs) hit me up. uh, You and your uh, your man, Um, and I'll and I'll take you to some good theater. Um, And congrats on your um, new baby. Uh, I have a five-year-old daughter. It's it's the best thing ever, as I'm sure you know. Um, All right, have a have a lovely week.
1: Like duncan chic thank you so much and uh oh my god no big deal but the frantifa is talented as shit wrote the music to spring awakening and is duncan chic you guys if you don't know duncan chic he is a singer songwriter i bought your album dude when I was like, whatever, 15 or whatnot, when your single came out, when your song Barely Breathing, you guys know that song? I'm not going to sing it horribly. I'm going to sing it. Because I am barely breathing, I am uh, uh, swimming in my, and I'm imagining you care, and I can't stand here waiting, Duncan, don't hate me, don't hate me, because I don't remember the lyrics to your song, but I'm thinking it over, and anyway yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. i know you i know your fucking music the song i bought your album and i'm sorry i butchered your song um that is so cool that is very very exciting um all right and next there's only a few more of these guys don't worry
2: hey for uh,
7: i love you but uh we gotta stop uh clapping for AFC. let's Let's not fall for her propaganda. She's at the end of the day, she's a right-wing asshole, sellout, <laughs> Tom, you name it. Um, don't.
1: Okay, we got some po- polemic stuff. Someone, someone is calling AOC a sellout right-winger. I don't know if this ends with a heel turn because I have not vetted all of these. I know you're wondering why, but
7: we'll see. Give her any class. Remember, as soon as Biden uh, launched his. Uh, Re-election campaign, she endorsed him right away. Let's let's not give, let's not make it seem like AST is like my Angela, Angela Davis or some someone dope, Shirley Chisholm. Let's let's not do that. Um, I love you and uh, yeah, let's let's not pretend like Neo lives or anything more than they are. Thank you. All
2: right, I love you. Bye.
1: Thank you for that. You know what? That's fine. You can think that AOC is a neo-lib. I uh, completely disagree that she is a neolib. Uh, I think she's a politician. That's not the same thing. Um, I don't know. She's definitely not Angela Davis radical. Um, but people like Angela Davis and Shirley Chisholm and Maya Angelou absolutely inspire people like AOC to run for office in the first place. Um, I don't think it... Does us any favors to demonize someone like AOC as a right winger? First of all, I don't think it's intellectually honest. It's not politically honest to call her a right winger at all. Um, but second of all, I don't think it's helpful for our like goal, right? Which is real change for the American people. I mean, it's the reason why you know we have to celebrate small victories like student loan debt relief um, that Biden passed. It's not we cannot just hold our nose and wait for everything to be perfect. We actually have to like make that road. We've got to do that fucking work. I think AOC is someone who's doing the work, whether or not we're hearing the work she's doing every single amendment that she's put into certain bills, right. Everything that she's gotten passed that could be on us. That could be on her. Right. But is she out with her base and her constituents? Is she in um, Queens and the Bronx? Is she like showing up? to you know labor rallies yeah she is so i yeah i guess i'm i think i don't think anyone's venerating her i don't think anyone's like uh celebrate especially because she uh, has not come on this show so obviously i'm gonna pull a jimmy door and freak the fuck out at her fuck you
2: i hate you
1: um even though i know you see my dms babe um but no, we shouldn't like, you know, venerate them beyond uh, criticism. But I don't think it, look, the squad is like an, a, a massive development since the days when I was young and being radicalized. So the fact that we even have, a movement corollary inside power. Someone who some people were actually talking about real fundamental change. People were talking about Latin American solidarity, apologizing for, you know, overthrowing uh, Salvador Allende's government. That we have people like Cory Bush, you know, uh, camping out for uh, tenants' rights. That we have people um, like Ilhan Omar or like Rashida Tlaib talking about Palestinian human rights. Like these are massive advances. So I get it. I get it. I'm going to say I don't think she's got quite the stock portfolio that someone like Nancy Pelosi, an actual neolib, um, has. But thank you for the love and the kind words. Um, so let's keep going. Just a few more.
8: Hey, Franny. This is Michael, a.k.a. Zero P.E. What my favorite thing about the show is you. You're always so funny, and you always lighten up my day with your jokes or whatever. They're 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 the best. Definitely, whatever. I really, I, I really don't understand why you're not like on on uh, the Daily Show or something like that by now because your jokes are top tier. <laughs> Neither do I. My favorite guest would be David Dan, which you just recently had on Richard Wolf. Um, yeah. Tim Kelly, Love
5: Alex. Kim. There's just
8: too many to name. You just have all the you have the greatest guests. You Thank really you. Do. I, I do have a suggestion for a guest you should have on, Kamal K. Franklin of Community Movement Builder with, uh, uh, with the Stop Cop City Protester. He's been on the front line for a while now. I think he would be a great guest to have on.
5: Keep doing what you're doing.
8: I'm happy to be a, a patron. I love your content. Keep it up. Talk to you later, I guess. Bye.
1: <laughs> I guess I guess so too. Double O, thank you so much for the sweet 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 words. You're wonderful. Uh and yes, you know I know Kamal from like my organizing days in Brooklyn. So we like ran in the same circle. So I am so happy that he that someone as seasoned as he is is part of the Cop City the Stop Cop City movement. So I would I saw your message uh on Patreon and I heard your your voicemail. So I'm I'm getting Kamal. We're getting him on. He's wonderful. So uh, don't you worry. And thank you again. Love all the guest suggestions.
4: Hi, I was calling about the situation room podcast. You asked us to call in. So these are the things I love about all your shows. I love your genius. I love the fart song. I love your guests. I can't believe how informed all of you are. Um, I've lived under rocks the last fifty years. So I catching up. <laughs> love hearing about latin american politics i'm moving to baja mexico soon so thought about Ooh. moving to argentina or chile or uruguay um so chose baja, baja california but uh, very still very interested in finding out all about what's going on there and uh i love the shows when you drop into spanish you're hilarious in spanish too Uh, Also, I I bought a ticket to your show in San Francisco, but I can't make it. So if anybody needs a ticket, I'm happy to send it. (laughs) Okay, take care. Bye. Okay, if anyone
1: needs an extra uh, ticket, we have uh, someone with a ticket who's giving it up because they're moving to Baja. Sorry, we can't all move to Baja. I'm just kidding. That is so sweet of you. And uh, I support the move to Baja. It's closer than Argentina or Chile for sure, uh, even though I did live there for a while. haven't mentioned I lived in Argentina. Anyway, um, invite me to the beach. Uh, let's fucking go.
5: Hi, Franny. This is Cindy Perry from Electron Creations. I just signed up for your Patreon, uh, I think it's about a month ago. Um, I'll try and up my pledge if if they should give me a nice Social Security raise this year. Because I do want to get farted out by your <laughs> ending fart song. <laughs>
1: I want to get farted out. First of all, thank you so much for saying
5: that. And uh, I just want to let you know that us, all of us baby boomers aren't alike. I'm not like uh, Bill Maher, even though he's like six days older than I am. <laughs> I think I feel the same way about him as you do. I've been a progressive since 1970 at the ripe old age of 14. Hell yeah. Um, i used to do the vietnam moratorium sit-ins nice etc and and worked on the women's movement in the mid-70s yes franny you're doing a fabulous job i think if you were to have uh anybody i'd like to see on probably anna Kasparian, maybe i know you're teaching your daughter well and and she'll grow up to be a great progressive like you are hopefully
2: oh
5: and uh she goes into a future that I won't that I won't be able to see. And another thing I want to say is uh, more from that little rebel Greta. I'd like to hear more <laughs> from her. <laughs> well, you enjoy your 200th uh, show. I'll be sure to be tuning in. Have a great weekend.
1: Bye. Thank you. I love the music in the background. Um, That is so sweet of you. I I love that uh, you are so generous. Even though I understand living on Social Security, not easy. And thank you. And every time I think of a boomer, I will think of you and not Bill Maher. Uh, And um, thank you so much for your support of reaching this 200th episode. Even though... 200 more will just mean we're further into the future of our fiery, watery grave that we must all rebel against and rise up and kill all of our masters who insist on enslaving us to their fossil fuel hell. And I'm going to free bleed all over your stock portfolio, you sons of bitches. Thank you for inviting me to your bullshit conference. Goodbye. All right. I think we have a couple more if I haven't played these. Yes,
4: Francesca, you are great. I love your podcast. The Situation Room, I am always talking to you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I like that you're always talking to me because I'm clearly always talking to you. Um, One final one, I believe.
9: Hi, good morning, Francesca. My name is Manuel. I just wanted to say uh love your show. Uh, you're always super funny, uh, very informative. I gotta say my favorite episode was probably last week when you talked about Hanuma's latest discovery. Um I thought the line about how he transported the aliens to Mexico was hilarious and I still laugh every time I think about it. Um whether he <laughs> took them in his luggage. I cannot get that sentence
2: out without <laughs> laughing.
9: Um so I think you should have a segment on your show called What is I'll my, my sound Up to? Um because I think that guy has been trying for so long and he's just yeah. Um so I think that would be pretty hilarious. But anyway, thank you uh keep at it. You're amazing. Uh hope to see that. Can't wait to see what else uh, you will uh, have on your show in the future. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you. What a sweet, sweet voicemail. Uh, I love the segment. What is Jaime Mausen up to with, this is the guy who, um, took the, his, (laughs) his llama aliens to uh, Mexico and had a congressman sort of (laughs) lay them out in front of everybody. Um, yeah, we should track him. We should definitely, we, I mean, first of all, that's a great documentary idea. I love this. Um, I think that is all except I wanna go back to I believe Yilva, we I didn't didn't play this.
4: Hi Francesca. It's Ilva Kohl from Norway. I just want to congratulate you on your two hundredth episode. And I just and I also want to thank you. I think you're a big part of me um getting well from COVID when I was nearly dead almost two years ago. So congratulations, keep up the good work and um I look forward to 200
1: more episodes. Bye. Bye. Ilva, thank you so much for that. I'm glad that I could help you through COVID. I am, God, it's amazing that we've been doing it this long and that that's sort of what the impetus for, you know, restarting this show in earnest um, has been and was. uh, That, what was it, March or April of 2020 uh, is when we started the show again. And so here we are. 200 episodes later. I mean, we kind of started before <laughs> all that, but um yeah, it's been such a fucking wild ride and thank you guys so much for your sweet 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 words. And with all of that, let's uh let's do the fart song. I don't know if we have any patrons at $10 or more. Oh, we do. Um and I'll just shout out some old heads. So, let's do this. It's round this show 2 hours 3 out 2 hour show out. I'm like how long are we be doing this? Let me fart you out, guys. All right. Farting out new member, Bowie Jab. What's up? Thank you so much for being a member on YouTube and Paper Dragon Art. Thank you for subscribing on Prime. 12 months. Happy birthday. Marshall Ghetto, thanks for giving out a tier one sub to Mike Boy for Mayor. And also thank you for resubscribing. 13 months strong. Rosalba14, also resubscribe with Prime, Frank Morningtree, It's Just Vegas, thank you so much. New patrons of $10 more, Keith Bradley, you're so generous, what is up? And just going to some of the old heads. Liliana Han- Liliana Hanson Thank you Steven Rocketa Alex P Darren Barry Jolene M Jack F Depressed Progressive Sheila Leeming Thank you Alfred Lawrence Becky Gimtastic, Rural Lefty Philean Lexius Christina Benjamin Leona Gina Viola Obviously Star Made by Wombat Glenn Karin, Claire What's up Claire um, Ray Brennan Jessica Bianca Michael M. Michael S. Rochelle V. John Winkler. Thank you so much. Audra Williams. I realize I'm saying some people's last names and others I'm not. So Doc's at your leisure. Thank you. Matt Caswell. Jay Dennis. Eric. Eric Krebs. Superman mustache. And everybody who's been a supporter of this show. I'm sorry if I didn't say your name, but I was just going to. I was randomly reading patron uh, names. Thank you so much for becoming a member. Thank you for your support. Thank you for giving these 200 episodes so much life and love um, and, you know, all that. And thank you to Paige Omec, the producer on this show, who's been crushing it for a year now. It's been a whole year. So everybody give lots of love to Paige. Um, she's also an incredible writer. So Paige Omec, everybody check out her work. Uh, Maximilian Inhoff, Thank you, Max. And thank you, Andy Visoyan, the newest but yes, still beloved member of the inner Frantifa squad that makes this show happen. We're going to stream on Fridays and Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Fridays is our bonus show. Become a patron, patreon.com slash bituation room. Follow us on all the things at Franny Feo on TikTok. No, at bituation room on TikTok and Instagram, uh, bituation pod on Twitter. I'm at Franny Feo. And remember to fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Bye-bye i mm-hmm.